0: is bitcoin still going to be the earthquake that will shake all markets or is that moniker now going to be shifted to gold we're going to be talking about this with florian Grumis, managing director of midas touch consulting florian welcome back to the show you have been calling for bitcoin to outperform all their assets you said that in 2020 you were correct so far this year you are still correct congratulations and welcome back (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you, David, for having
0: me. It's a pleasure to be back. on So give us the Midas touch. Give us the outlook on all three assets. Let's start with gold first, because um, I was I was away on vacation last week and I haven't checked the charts. I came back today and I was like, whoa, (laughs) we are way up. Tell us what happened. We're at 1900, uh, 1904 right now as we speak on Monday. And uh, this was this is this is a move that has been long anticipated, but it's finally been happening. What's been driving up the gold price?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's important to make clear that we had a a big double bottom in mid and end of March in the gold market. And since then, gold is moving up step by step. It's not like crazy momentum, but it's a nice steady uptrend. Um, We are up $230 right now. And um, I think it's it's basically the reaction to this nine-month correction that we've seen since the new all-time high last year in August. And um, yeah, gold probably still has some more upside here. I think uh, 1920, 1923, this is the 61.8% retracement of the whole down move. So that's, I think the minimum target in the short term. And maybe with some luck, the bulls have enough power to push it towards the 1950, 1960 resistance. Uh, That's where I actually think we might get a little pullback back to the 1850 kind of range. That's where the 200 uh, day moving average is currently trading. And that would be actually the good launching pad then for the summer, where I expect uh, uh, the attack towards the $2,000 level in the gold market. So I think it's looking very nice. Um, we had a nice big shakeout, nine months, deep correction. It's been painful for many people who came too late into the gold market last summer. But uh, yeah, gold looks good here. And um, I think uh, it will pull silver also along.
0: So $2,000 by the summer, I, I, that was my next question as to whether or not we're going to reach $2,000 by this year. Now $200 upwards is a pretty big move in a very rather short period of time. And I'm wondering if you think we're about to hit some resistance after this rather substantial move. But you yeah, said I we're likely to retrace to 1850.
1: Yeah, I think 1950, 1960 in the best case, maybe already in 1923 that's where i see this kind of like current wave up kind of stalling out and then i would see uh, a pullback towards maybe 1850 1840 maybe testing the former downtrend channel from from the upside so um that would be a good buying opportunity if it happens over the next maybe two months typically gold finds a seasonal low somewhere in june july And then starts a strong move up towards August and September so that would fit the picture let's see Um, any pullback in gold is a buying opportunity here
0: okay Uh, we're talking about uh, these charts offline gold's relationship with inflation and I had discussed with you how um, according to my findings gold's historic correlation with CPI has been very very low the the correlation is rather Inconsistent, shall we say. However, if you plot gold price next to gold, uh, sorry, inflation expectations, so future outlook of inflation, so if you take a look at GLD ETF versus the TIP ETF, for example, the TIP measures the Treasury Inflation Protection Security. Now, that correlation is very high. So why is it that gold's correlation with historic inflation is low, but the correlation with inflation expectations is very high?
1: Well, first of all, I'm not a fan of the CPI index or data i think it's a hedonistic approach to keep uh, inflation numbers low uh, it has been changed many times so the formula is not the same like they used for example in the 1970s so i would suggest to talk to john williams from shadow stats and this will give you a very different picture than the official state cpi numbers and then this the, the second thing i would say is um cpi is looking in the mirror while um, inflation expectation is actually really measuring uh, the emotions and the expectations of the people. And that's why you would buy gold if you expect higher inflation. So it's no wonder that those two are basically going well in line with each other. Um, Again, I think CPI is not a good way to to look at the markets anyway.
0: Are there other variables you prefer to look at when it comes to measuring relationships with gold? like the dollar, for example, or interest rates, real rates. What else do you look at macro variables?
1: I mean, in the really big picture, you look at the golden constant, which is for hundreds of years, basically, you could buy various things with one ounce of gold. You could buy a, a, a dress for a man, for example. Uh, you could buy with one ounce of silver, you could buy a chicken. These kind of things are established over hundreds, even thousands of years. So. Um, This has has proof again and again that gold keeps your purchasing power over a long period of time. This is an interesting
0: concept, the golden constant. Now, you mentioned this has been, this has held up for thousands of years. I wonder if it will hold up against digital assets going forward. Bitcoin is relatively young, been around compared to other assets. It's only been around for 12 years. It's nothing compared to gold. However, you know, if you take a look at the gold to Bitcoin ratio, for example, it's uh, steadily trending down. (laughs) I wonder if gold will maintain its purchasing power relative to digital assets going forward. What do you think?
1: I've been tracking the Bitcoin gold ratio for many years already, and I've been publishing it nearly every month in my reports. And um, I don't think that gold can keep up with, uh, with Bitcoin. Um, But that doesn't make me put all my money or all my eggs into Bitcoin um, because I want to have something that is untraceable, that works without electricity, and that also works without the availability of free Internet. Um, And that's why I believe you also want to hold gold. So I've been always saying you want to want to have both gold and Bitcoin, but it is true and gold bucks have to accept that truth that Bitcoin has been outperforming. Uh, Gold mercilessly over the last 12 years
0: Mm -hmm. Before we uh, move on to Bitcoin, let's uh, wrap up with gold now your outlook for the end of the year Let's say uh, for the price now. You mentioned two thousand dollars by the summer. What about all the way to December?
1: I Would expect that we get another pullback somewhere between 2000 2050 2075 later that year but that gold will uh, then make higher lows so uh, let's say we get this in the short term this pullback 1850 over the next one or two months then we run towards 2000 and then maybe the next pullback will end already at 1900 or even at 1950 Uh, and and then you have this series of higher lows uh, while we have a horizontal resistance line around the two thousand dollar level maybe and then at some point later that year or early next year Mm -hmm. i guess that gold can break out run towards new all-time highs.
0: Okay, new all-time highs by the end of the year. All right, Bitcoin now. You wrote an article recently, well, May 22nd, it was released, Bitcoin is an earthquake in the crypto markets. What do you mean by that?
1: I was referring to the the, the nasty liquidation and crash in the sector. Um, I mean, the, over the last few weeks, we have seen that while while Bitcoin basically was stalling out, it couldn't make really or couldn't create more momentum on the upside. We had one higher uh, high at 65,000, actually exactly on the day of the Coinbase IPO, and since then it it gradually went lower. Uh, while at the same time, Ethereum managed to double, which is already a warning signal. And then you had like all these crazy coins like Dogecoin, etc., going through the roof, and all these were really warning signals. And then yeah, you had this kind of earthquake where suddenly everything started to crash due to all these liquidations. Um, and, and that's basically what I meant with the, with the earthquake. Um, uh, but uh, as you can see, the market has already stabilized. Uh, and, and many of the smaller coins actually are have, have recovered quite well. So um, I think we have to accept actually in all markets now, uh, crazy volatility. Uh, this is part of the cracker boom. And um, yeah, let's see, Bitcoin might need a little bit more time to, to digest. This uh, crazy price action over the last few uh, weeks, uh, but I think towards the third and fourth quarter we're going to see new all-time highs in Bitcoin. You,
0: you love talking about the crack-up boom. You love. We, you and I have talked about the crack-up boom and and uh, and and hyperinflation before on our show. It was a, it was a it, I, one of the more memorable conversations I've had with you. Now get this, Florian. What if what if gold? isn't going to be the ultimate hyperinflation hedge of the future what if that role will be shifted to something like bitcoin is that possible
1: i think it's already happening so um again you want to have both um i'm not the guy who puts all my my chips on red or on one horse but uh, i think it's already happening the cracker boom is a process and you need to understand that this can take years and it's the best explanation actually for the fact that everything is rising, right? I mean, the stock market is at new all-time highs, real estate is up, lumber prices are up, copper is up, oil is up, gold and precious metals are up, the cryptocurrencies are up, everything's going up. And I think the cracker boom is really the best description because it basically describes that due to this constant expansion of the currency supply, Uh, the confidence of the people is getting lost and inflation expectations are getting step-by-step out of control. And that's why everybody's trying to bring their hard-earned fiat money somehow into hard assets.
0: You're right. Inflation expectations are trending up. I'm going to show the uh, TIP ETF one more time. It's been trending up all year. Now, uh, in in relation to to Bitcoin, are you suggesting, Florian, that Bitcoin's rise in the last six months or so, well, it, it has been volatile in the last... In the last month, but generally speaking, the, tr- the uptrend over, we've seen in the last six to eight months was that due to inflation expectations.
1: Is I there think some it's factor- been a Is mix some, yeah. of many of many factors. Uh, certainly, also inflation expectations. Bitcoin had been in a in a long uh, consolidation since the all time high in two thousand seventeen. It took the market nearly three years to be ready for the next move higher. Um, gold had been already moved before bitcoin so there was also a signal and bitcoin is a big innovative disruptive technology um the 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 the, decentralized network is still something uh, new in in the big picture for mankind and um yeah it's going to attract more and more money and of course behind uh, bitcoin is the idea of the separation of money and state and um this is a, a concept that people maybe are not really aware of, but it is happening step by step. And um, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to hold Bitcoin. You don't want to be aware, afraid of it. Uh-huh. Step by step. Uh-huh. Yes, it's a crazy volatility uh, in, the, in those markets. If you have a bad timing, you're down 30, 40, 50% within two weeks. So yeah. you have to be careful what you're doing. But um, I think it's the best hedge that we currently have.
0: You showed this chart in your article. It's the fear and greed sentiment index for Bitcoin. And currently, as of, as of today, I just checked the latest update, it's still in the extreme fear section. It's, you know, it's moved up a little bit towards the greed um, uh, uh, area of the chart, but not by much. It's still in the extreme fear section. So what, what does this tell you, Florian? Are we still going to see more downtrend because of this sentiment? Or do you think this is a sentiment reflecting an oversold position?
1: I think it's reflecting an oversold position. Um, the, the numbers, as you po- rightly pointed out, have, have been around 10, I think, last, last year, last week. 10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been tracking this, uh, this fear and greed index also for quite some time. And um, it, it has gr- done a great service. You need to be a contrarian. So if everybody's greedy, like a few weeks ago, you want to be careful. And that's what I told my people. And um, now that there's panic and fear in the market, I think it's interesting. Again, I'm not sure if Bitcoin really has hit the low already. There's one thing that I need to share with you. There is an open gap in the Bitcoin future between uh, 24,000 and I think 26,500. So it could be that the market needs to close this gap at some point over the next two, three months. Um, Sorry, what do you mean by gap? What is this gap? What are you referring to? So Bitcoin is a 24-hour, 24-7-hour market, Uh but the futures market are only trading Monday to Friday. So there was, back in December, there was a big move during the weekend in Bitcoin, and it jumped $2,000 or $2,500 higher. And on Monday, when the futures market opened, uh, yeah, immediately the prices were reflecting uh, $2,500 higher levels. And this gap, uh, there was no trade basically happening. Um, And... and usually or often and this is true for actually all markets and all stocks often those gaps get closed at some point and um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Bitcoin comes all the way back to 24 to twenty six thousand more or less to close that gap but uh, I think that would be a wonderful buying opportunity but I don't think it's going to happen immediately because as you rightly pointed out sentiment is beaten down so I would first expect uh, a continuation of this recovery of this bounce Maybe 42, 47, maybe even 50,000 before we have another pullback in Bitcoin. Everything is speeding up. That's also part of the, 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 the cracker boom theory. Things are accelerating because we are more and more going into an exponential uh, period uh-huh. of time, of yeah, exponential age. I mean, Ralph Paul called it the exponential age, and I think he's right. Everything's becoming more and more exponential.
0: So, so, yeah, you did write in your article your conclusion was that above thirty thousand dollars, the uptrend is still intact. well, right now with at thirty six and and, like you just said, you're expecting it to go to maybe forty to fifty thousand dollars. but why would it retrace from there? Why wouldn't it keep going up
1: well of course i I don't know. I'm just saying there is an open gap in the market. I'm aware okay. of this, usually often markets tend to close those gaps at some ah. point, especially yeah. in the futures market so um. Uh, this could be one downside that we have to be aware of over the summer. I would say. Okay. And that perfect. could actually, if if Bitcoin uh, uh, corrects a little bit further, this will drive gold. Of course. So, it will drive what um, sorry? Yeah. It will drive gold higher you know, because a lot of money has been moving from the precious metals uh, into Bitcoin, and lots of people who would have normally or, or uh, would have normally bought uh, into precious metals have been buying into Bitcoin. Yeah. So if there is, uh, and we've seen this already over the last few weeks. So because you asked me also before why, why gold has uh, had a nice move over the last few weeks. I think the, 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 the correction in the crypto space certainly put some fuel into the rally for gold.
0: That that's an interesting point. There has been a debate as to whether or not capital has flowed away from gold into Bitcoin and vice versa. And you're saying it has. Uh, what, what data were you looking at to, to suggest this, um, this theory?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, capital flows are always tricky to, to track, right? But uh-huh. uh, you can definitely see it. I mean, all the people that, that are subscribers from me or that follow me or that I talk to uh-huh. uh, who used to be strong gold bucks or interested only in precious metals at some point become interested in Bitcoin and cryptos. Uh-huh. And if prices are moving higher and higher, people get bored of the old, old school gold market and, and put their money into cryptos. This is always the same. So um, higher prices attract more speculation. It's always the same, and um, I think that happened. And now lots of people got hurt. Let's see um, where they're gonna move uh, over, over the next few weeks. But I think uh, for for the next few weeks, precious metals are are, are probably going to to, to 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 do better than than the cryptos.
0: Okay. Wow. Thank you. That's uh that's the first time I've heard you say that in many in many months. All right. Uh, Interesting to see your sentiment shift back towards the metals. Now, let's close on the metals. Basel III, uh, you were talking to me about this offline, you wrote about this. Uh, Tell us broadly, what is Basel III? If this was a regulation that was first introduced way back after the financial crisis of 2008, why is it still relevant today? And what is the impact on the metals markets?
1: Well, uh, it's a voluntary uh, regulatory framework, basically, to stress test central banks worldwide. And yeah, it, it basically requires banks to hold a certain percentage. Right. Central of the banks assets. or
0: financial institutions.
1: Central banks and also financial institutions. Okay. Um, and it requires the banks to hold a certain percentage of the asset to uh, assets to, to in something that is deleveraged, or or something that they can use to deleverage their lendings against. And gold is now, uh, I think, end of June, moving from a tier three asset towards a three one asset, meaning it will count as hundred percent reserve asset. And and I assume that, uh, especially in the euros on the European banks, will find that highly attractive uh, to to increase their gold holdings, and that could actually lead to more physical gold demand. Um, that's basically what I wrote in in the article.
0: Now. Uh, you had forecasted maybe 1950 two thousand dollars by the summer uh and you were saying that July is around the time that Basel 3 would have to be implemented so that's that's only what a 50 dollar to hundred dollar upside so I'm assuming that then Basel 3 would not have a significant upward impact on, on gold is that is that fair to assume Florian
1: no, this is not something that happens within a day or two. This is a process, again, over the next one, two, three years even. Okay. It can actually lead to more significantly more physical gold demand from European banks. So far, what we've seen over the last two decades, basically, most of the, the physical gold has been moving from the West to the East. Uh, and, and this trend is unchanged. So we know that China and Russia are hoarding gold, basically, there is no physical ounce of gold le- leaving China. China is the largest gold producer already. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, we have the Indians buying gold. Most of the gold is actually in Indian temples. Um, and and all of the the, the the Western central banks basically have step by step either depleted their gold reserves or just not increased it at least. And most of the financial institutions in, in the Western countries also didn't really accumulated a lot of gold uh, reserves. And this might change now, especially in the okay. Eurozone.
0: And now you're talking about the different tiers of capital. Uh, how do you classify tier one, two, and three? And what is gold currently right now under this classification?
1: Under this classification, gold is a tier three asset and it will move to a tier one asset. And banks can basically use physical gold holdings to uh, deleverage their lendings against. So uh, th- that's a significant change.
0: What's the difference and, uh, between
1: the tiers? The, the tiers is basically how how you can treat this in your balance sheet uh, in, in the firm of, in, in the term of the stress test uh-huh. against. So yeah. um, it depends on uh, uh, the idea behind it is, of course, to, to reduce the risk in the system, and um, banks have we all know that created huge amounts of leverage by holding especially uh, paper promises uh, uh, against their, uh, their, their lendings. And um, once they start putting physical gold into a, a tier one asset, uh, this will probably stabilize the whole thing quite a lot. And it could also actually be, be a solution for, at least a partial solution for the problems that we have in the system so, um, uh, we all know that since the end of the gold standard in 1971, step by step, this confetti party over the last 50 years got out of control. Yeah. And um, it, it would be good if banks actually put physical gold in their balance sheets again okay, and, and are basically incentivized to do so.
0: Okay. All right. Finally, Florian, you said that gold will outperform Bitcoin over the next couple of weeks. Well. Don't keep us hanging now, there, Florian. What about for the rest of the year? Do you still think Bitcoin will outperform everything or is gold going to take the crown this year?
1: It's a good question, but I think later that year you will see Bitcoin catching up again. I I don't think that this bull run is over. I think we are in some form of a consolidation in Bitcoin right now. It could take a few more weeks or even two or three months. But I think uh, later in the third and especially then the fourth quarter, I think Bitcoin will we'll see a stellar rise again. And I still believe we're gonna see new all-time highs in
0: Bitcoin. That that was, okay, so you answered my question. So big all-time highs for uh, gold, new all-time highs for Bitcoin. You really can't go wrong investing in either one. Thank you very much, Florian. Thank you for coming on the show today. Great updates.
1: Thank you, David, for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Always a pleasure here. And thank you for watching Kiko News. I'm David Lin. quality cycle.